I forget, uh, well, Andy's little Borat voice reminded me. Did everybody watch that little Twitter thing? What? Oh, so it, it was it was more the timing of the thing that was funny. So it was like some some little like uh, government of Kazakhstan uh, Twitter account with like two followers oh. or whatever that posted a video during the debate congratulating yeah. Trump on his win of the debate. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know what that's well, for? Well, yeah, it's for, the new, it's for the new Borat thing. The new Borat. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And and so yeah, no, it was just a great great line in there about like. This is like, ah, oh, First Minister Trump, we want to congratulate you on a great first year. Yeah, like, the black men, they love him. They kneel before him because he is so mighty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was good. It was a good thing. I can't believe they're doing a second one of those. I just feel like it's like it was of its time, wasn't it? I feel like how is it? I don't think. I think the fact that a second one is still gonna have legs means that it's still necessary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I totally. Yeah. Like watching the trailer, I was like, "Oh, this is so necessary." I'm just like the humor of it, like the kind of humor that it was. Yeah. Felt like very can, of it. Like, can you can you watch the scene where he's talking to the car salesman about like how fast he would need to go to run over gypsies properly, and tell me that guy didn't vote for Trump? Like, like, like right. it's. it's, it's it's a, yeah. it's a relevant it's a relevant thing. I think the thing about Borat is that like the humor is supposed to expose that these people are shitty, but a lot of people uh that movie was so popular. It's mm. like with the movie we're talking about today, it's a movie that it was so popular that a lot of stupid people saw it. Oh. And took away the I wrong thought we were talking about it. Fight Club and I was like, I didn't watch that. Well, that's a I mean that too. Yeah, that's another good example. I didn't I haven't heard much about what wrong takes people are taking away from the movie from or Silence what we watched. Of the lamps. Yeah. There's there's some there's oh. some bad takes okay. on this I'd movie. Love to hear oh. But yeah, I mean, we can get <laughs> yeah. into it right now because this is another episode of Never Seen Any of This. My I'm Sammy. Andy. I'm TJ. And I'm Raymond. The caboose. And it's the caboose. <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> Backed up that big booty into into our I third like week this. of Spooptober. Third week of Spooptober. We got Second? two weeks left. Third. Yeah, we, we got, we're yeah. getting five weeks out of this. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's not how months work, I'm, but I'm still loving it. <laughs> well, I mean, like 2020... It, it, months don't <laughs> That's mean true. anymore. Time Flat circles and all that blends yeah, yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, this week was Sammy's yeah. pick, and and he picked something that all of us had seen. Like, and I mentioned know. this in the last episode. Like, literally, like when you say all of us, like literally everyone. I think everyone has seen this movie. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen I that was movie surprised probably a dozen times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had, and it, yeah. yeah, and and you know what? I'm uh, I'm never gonna turn down a chance to watch this movie because yeah. it, it is yes. so good. Silence of the Lambs, just in case. TJ said it earlier. Silence but, of the Lambs. Yes, I the, I let I let the cat out of the bag. I let I let the the Meow. the 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 man's head out of the bag. Oh, as yep. well. Oh, oh darn. You you let the man's ha- head out of the jar out of the storage oh, unit owned by an oh, rat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sammy, why did you pick Silence of the Well, Lambs? so not the summer we just got through, but l- the summer before, I read... That's way yeah, too so- far sorry. Back. I, don't <laughs> but I don't remember anything. But I, it was right when we were getting this uh, show back on the road. Um, I was reading, doing my family reading competition, and I read Red Dragon mm-hmm. and watched the Red Dragon movie, mm-hmm. 
and we, I know I talked about it in like one of our just like roundup right. movies. Sure. Uh, or and and then I read Silence of the Lambs as well. So I, I read the book, um, but then I was like, well, I want to watch it with you guys. Um, so I didn't pick it for Spooptober our first time around because I wanted to, us to watch it all together. But then I mean, this all this stuff happened, and I was like, well, we're we're probably not going to get to watch it together for a while. So I'll pick it for this Spooptober. Yeah, so. you know what? Shit or get off the pot. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, that's what well, TJ I mean, always says. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's put, that on, put that on my tombstone because that's that's how people know me because I say that particular turn of phrase so often. And I think also I'm not sure if it was on. It might not have been on any streaming. I think that was another problem too. Was it wasn't on any streaming last year, huh. and now it is. So I was like, let's do it. So I picked it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! You could you could have called me up at any time. I've got that. I've got that sweet. Right, right. and that's here. why I was like, mm-hmm. we should watch it together for next October. But then I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Did they release that after Jonathan Demi died? It's a it's a pretty newish okay. one. I don't know when Jonathan Demi died, but I think it's like within the last two years they came. Also, R.I.P. He was uh, he was apparently like one of the nicest men in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Who, who was he? And, uh, he was the director. director. Oh, cool. And uh, his his main body of work was like, like concert movies. Like if you and, go back yeah, and look, stop making. Also, <clears throat> Philadelphia. Right after he did, this, also oh, did really? Philadelphia. Okay. Right after, <clears throat> which he did because of a lot of the response to Buffalo Bill in this movie. Right. Oh. He was like, I didn't even realize. He, kind of, he was <laughs> like, he made a. He was like, I gotta uh-huh. do something that's good representation. Mm. Yeah. This. This. And, this. We're, we have some shit to talk about here. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Jonathan Demi, he did Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads mm-hmm. concert film, which is like the concert film. Like, you, you can't mm-hmm. top that. Mm-hmm. He did some Neil Young stuff that was and fun. So he, uh huh. And then he made Married to the Mob with Michelle Pfeiffer in like the late 80s. And then he did, he mainly did like comedies, mm-hmm. like kind of highbrow comedies, and then did Silence of the Lambs, to which, uh, Gene Siskel on Siskel and Ebert said was a trashy move for a terrible, terrible career. Oh, movie. wow. He hated this movie. Well, Absolutely huh. hated this movie. I don't know me, how. Me and could... Gene Siskel are sort of spiritual soulmates in a way that we just love to hate shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, because you can find the their review of it on oh, YouTube bet, yeah. from their show, and it's kind of funny because it comes in and Gene Siskel is like, this is horror trash. The script oh sucks. God. Everyone is a everyone is above it here. It's stupid. It's cliche. everyone is above the it s- here. He's just going on a fucking t-shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Two thumbs up. He's like the mater- He's like the material isn't good enough for Anthony Hopkins. He's he seems bored wow. in this movie. And, what yeah, a he just fucking take. He like rips it to shit, and then it goes over to Roger Ebert, who is like, "What are you fucking talking?" About? Oh man! It's always funny when either of them had like a scorching hot take that's just wrong because they're all they were always so like defiantly like so, against anything. Like, so eating. ready to dig in on yeah. on the opposite opinion oh. of whatever the other guy had. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they get into it uh-huh. for a little bit, and then they're like, "All right, that's that," and then they move on. But I was like watching it like, Holy "I wonder crap. how much footage hit the cutting room floor of them just like choking and kissing each other at the same time." <laughs> like the lighthouse when they're uh yeah, dancing fighting yes. <laughs> so how how was this received when it first came out then if that's one of the reviews i got it got yeah. an oscar i, I mean yeah, okay it won best yeah. picture it got several uh, it won it's one of three movies to win the the five so it won director best picture both best 
uh, lead and uh, actress and mm-hmm. actor. And then I think it also won screenplay. Wow. It's, awesome. it's masterful. I was going to say, like, there's no way that, like, Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster didn't win for this because it's just. No, they awesome. both won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. And also, I think it's interesting, not even nominated for cinematography or editing, which I would argue is like wow. some of yeah. the best parts about 110 percent. I guess <laughs> that you could make that the part of the argument of as to why it got best picture. You know, like, I don't right. know what it was up against mm-hmm. for cinematography for that year. But babe, the cinematography, uh, I, I'll the get <laughs> not babe. I'll get I'll I'll get into uh, my bit about the cinematography um, about a specific scene. Um, and but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait my turn. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because this movie is like you can take any aspect of it and it's like for the next 20 years it is the blueprint right. for that sort of like you can the editing of all the conversations is like that's what movies mm-hmm. tried to copy after and this, TV. this movie just does it perfectly mm-hmm. this is and like thing, detective yeah police, police proce- detective procedurals for 25 right. 30 uh-huh. years look like this SVU, you know, all the law and orders, everything. But yeah. speaking of, like, conversation, something that I don't feel like I've seen in other movies, and this kind of gets to, like, the cinematography editing a little bit, is, like, how close they're zoomed in on their faces when they're yeah. talking. Like, that's it's such, John, like, a, that's a John it's such an oh, eerie, special. like, thing. But, like, that. I feel like oh, I yeah. haven't seen in other movies before. It's just, like, it's almost like you're on a Zoom with them. <laughs> like, they're <it's> so <laughs> close into their face mm-hmm. the whole time. I mean, it's just eerie, even... Like, people that aren't supposed to come off as, like, creepy. It's just, like, we're so close to their faces when they're talking. It's just, like, you're, it's, 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 like, just off, off-putting from the get-go, which is great. It was so it's good. It's putting you in the perspective of somebody who is a predator. You know, yeah. it's, it's somebody who uh-huh. is probing for any little weakness and just taking note of it, like, right. like litigiously. Uh-huh. And, like, the slightest little movement at the corner of your mouth when you say this one little thing or whatever, it's like, I'm fucking in. You know, yeah. like, that. it's it's all about the psychology of the thing and how right. they're working around each other. And I thought know? that that's what was, like, Jodie Foster had to win for because of her, like, facial, like, little tics that she does while she's, like, telling about her life story and stuff was just, like, so good. The... The titular, the silence of right. the lamb scene where she talks about when she went to go live on the farm. They were, they had fully like planned out they were leaving in like a week to fly to Montana and shoot that scene as a flashback. But when they shot that scene, they did the whole monologue and Jonathan Demi went, I, I don't, don't think we need yeah. to go to Montana. We're not cutting it. It almost seems us. like they, it would have happened because they they did those other flashbacks, but I'm totally right. glad they didn't. But those those flashbacks yeah. are also sort of like deja vu moments, and mm-hmm. there there wouldn't uh-huh. be that that stimulus in a that's cell, true because she wouldn't have know? like walked she she would have had to walk to a farm yeah and then have it's not like there's of. like an Easter parade with like a bunch of like pre K children in 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 like radio flyer wagons with sheep and they're like yay yay and it just like zooms in and slows down like <laughs> <laughs> like it, that, yeah that wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be funny as fuck, but it wouldn't have been poor taste. <laughs> and, I mean, another interesting thing about this movie was this was, like, the end of Anthony Hopkins' career. He he said when he... Wh- it was going to be. He said he was going to do this, and if it didn't do well, then he wasn't going to try and be in Hollywood anymore because he hadn't been, like, in anything really big in a, in a couple mm-hmm. of years and his agents were telling him like this is probably the end of the line you'll probably be better if you just go do be, be a like theater a, guy uh, a theater guy mm-hmm. basically and b- what happens is he uh does silence of the lambs and then hollywood is like oh so now you're a movie star oh. you're our new leading man for the next 
10 years. And and he goes, hmm, you know what I really like? Buckets of yeah. money. So if you, <laughs> if you back up a garbage truck of money to my house, I'll be in anything mm-hmm. you fucking want. And it instantly <laughs> has credibility. And a little bit. Because uh, you can go like, boy, that whole hey, bit sucked, but I love Anthony Hopkins. God yeah. damn it. And he's Kenneth, probably my... Yeah, okay. Kenneth Branagh. God damn you. you oh, oh, no. Of course you brought him up. You nothing. would bring him up. <laughs> but, he, but, you know, Anthony Hopkins is, is Odin. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he allegedly reads scripts now and goes through and sees how much he is in it. And then he will highlight the scenes where he doesn't actually have to do any acting. Where he's on screen but hasn't doesn't have to do mm-hmm. anything. And he will do it if he has more of that. <laughs> okay. Cool. He's taking that's a, a fair ratio. Like yeah. In movies. yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's okay. great. Usually you, you would want the old. other, people would probably want the other thing. We're like, I want to be on screen more. But no, no you know, he knows mm. He knows what he wants. He got, nope. he got to be Hannibal Lecter. He's yeah. had yeah. enough. <laughs> he can do whatever Just, he wants. He, he, the other caveat is that his hair is, in, in the character design has to cover his ears so he can have, like, some Jabra sports in and, like, listen to, like, uh, you know, Audible or whatever the whole time while he's just kind of sitting there <laughs> and then they give him like wistfully. Vis- they give him visual cues when he needs to say his lines, and then that's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting fact that uh, every movie after this, he wore the, the wig from the end of the movie. <laughs> just to have headphones in. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like my favorite favorite part of like the quarantine madness was watching his videos that he came out with of him like oh, painting, yeah. oh, of him playing the like, piano with a cat in his lap. Yes, and just him yeah. like I'm like, is yeah. he okay? But also, he seems like he's having a great time. So he's, yeah, sure, he's okay. He's, <laughs> like Anthony Hopkins is doing fucking great. <laughs> right. He just it's just a little crazy, and I love it. <laughs> God bless him. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, he, fantastic. Like it's, he's crossing him and Van Morrison are in that boat too. Van Morrison has a stop clock on stage that counts down from sixty minutes, and it doesn't matter if he's in a min- the first minute of Brown Eyed Girl. If that thing stops, he walks off the fucking stage. <laughs> he walks he's contracted to play for exactly sixty minutes, and then he's out. The rest of the band can play out the rest of the him. song. Rhythm guitar player can sing the rest of Brown Eyed Girl with the crowd, but he's fucking out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Good for him. Yeah, he's why not? I think it's very telling that the character of Hannibal Lecter has been played four mm-hmm. times by different actors, three of them being very, very good, and he still is, like, buying away, like, he's Hannibal Lecter. Oh, okay. I was like, what's you the know? bad one? I was like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Hannibal uh, The dude who I can't even think I of. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, know, his I don't name. know his name. Uh, but, no, I know exactly what you're thinking of, and that's actually the only Thomas Harris book I've ever read was Hannibal Rising. Nice. That movie is atrocious. That is a pile of fucking <laughs> yeah, garbage. I was like, bad. I mean, aesthetically, at like 13 or 14 or whatever, I'm like, fuck yeah, he eats people and there's samurai and shit. And then the actual movie is real dumb and bad. Oh, I didn't know yeah. there was samurai and I'm going to read it. Correct. Oh, it's, maybe the book's better. Who knows? It, yeah. it comes up exactly zero times in the rest of the material, which is why it's dumb. Uh. <laughs> it's like his stepmom was Japanese and and ostensibly raises him when he's a teenager or whatever, mm. and and that's and that's why. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> never, sure. never comes up again. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I think. I think that's one of like the the things about this movie that I think is great but also hurts it at the same time is that it has such a good ending where you know where he's like i'm having an old friend for dinner he gets away that is such a good ending if they would have stopped it there and never made another right but it was such a sequel setup that everyone was oh, like you gotta on. make another right, but yeah, when does like, red yeah, the, the, come out? 
You the know, Mangala, the Mangala ending. 2002. I like, thought that was funny. Ten years but, later. Yeah, but Red Dragon is him playing. Hannibal. It's a prequel, and he's playing the younger version of himself in that movie. He is indeed it's great. Why not? Hannibal is 2001, and that is a right. Han- yeah, I, the direct sequel. Yeah, because Red Dragon came after Red after Hannibal. Yeah. Is Hannibal so? Is Hannibal yeah. not good? Hannibal's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. Gary Oldman's in it, and you get to watch Ray Liotta yeah. eat a piece of his own brain. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but it's like. The thing about that's so like awesome about Silence of the Lambs is that it's not really his story. He just gets to come in and fuck yeah, like, right. uh, like a like, terrifying vampire man. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I mean it's like, Raymond can talk more to this, but I think that's what's also like the cool setup of the Hannibal show is that he's helping them catch other yeah. guys. He he is best as a supporting. Right. Yeah, that's well, and that that makes sense as we, far as like even a though, prequel that's made in retrospect mm-hmm. where. Yeah. You know, th- that makes sense to have fostered that relationship and build context for something like Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. later, where you can watch him interacting with FBI people trying to solve cases. Like, mm-hmm. that establishes a and, precedent that enriches your watching of mm-hmm. the original source material, as opposed to adding uh-huh. a samurai aesthetic mm-hmm. in a prequel that you're writing post-haste after the fact right. and just going, because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Right, because the, the real beauty right. of the Hannibal TV show is knowing from all the other movies that have come out what works and what doesn't and what works the most with hannibal is keeping him as like a person you go visit for interesting and uh uh terrible debacles to get in and out of and how he Mm -hmm. influences those those things when he becomes the focus like uh the third season uh, of hannibal which ended up being kind of a mess it's (laughs) It's yeah. not as good because he's better as like a terrible force of nature that just kind of like fucks your whole life up than being the focus because he is too much. I mean, that, that's kind of the, the thing about Hannibal is like, I don't know how much of it is in the books, but he's like the best at literally everything. And the more you find out about yeah. him, the more unbelievable of a person he is. So like the more you keep him to like the side and he just gets to like pop in and be like, a crazy eccentric cannibal that the better day, day yeah deu ex uh, deu ex hannibal uh, <laughs> <laughs> just comes in and fences his way out of some situation because of course <laughs> right it's like in the show he plays harpsichord he also like writes his own music he plays three instruments he's also like the most renowned and like a surgeon and also psychiatrist and also and chef chef well, and so yeah, it's definitely like, with the food. he's he's like he's the bruce wayne of serial killers where like <laughs> there's no reason you would not suspect him <laughs> so it makes more sense to like drop him in on the situation instead of him being the focus well he doesn't have that much money i would argue he's the james bond of cannibals oh okay, sure. yeah. i'll take that <laughs> yeah, i'll take that and i think that's what's so good about like, this movie is mm-hmm. like he knows the whole time but mm-hmm. he won't give information until it's like it helps him like yes. then that's like that was so cool to see that like i won't do it unless i i know what's i have the upper hand here it, yeah and he also understands that like the only person that's going to be smart enough to figure it out is clarice mm-hmm. and he knows that if he drops the right clues he can send everybody else off on a chase but he trusts her enough that she he knows she's going to get it in well, time. and she's she's you know? ingratiated herself properly she's mm-hmm. gone through all the steps uh-huh. 
with all the decorum, all the pomp and circumstance. Uh-huh. They've they've both bowed to each other mm-hmm. properly and curtsied or whatever in this little mental chess game or whatever to where he's going to throw her a bone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he doesn't give a fuck. He literally doesn't really have feelings. <laughs> right. Of, you know, for the no. mo- like he has this weird like reptilian affection toward her and and that's about he- it. He, it's like it's like an aesthetic gets, appreciation more mm, than like an actual he love. Gets, right. Mm-hmm. He gets more pleasure from being the one that's pulling all the strings rather than the girl being mm-hmm. found. He doesn't care if they find her or her not, but he really relishes in, in the fact that like he could be the one that sets it all up perfectly in such a theatrical and something way, th- th- while at the same time escaping. this sort of begs the question too and 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 after this I, we should probably just start getting into our general temperature mm-hmm. of what we think about the movie and, and whatever but do you think that there's this level of complexity given credence to this character because of anthony hopkins's portrayal and jonathan demi's direction and all this other shit from the movie or the, is is the rock on which this church is built in the novel because i haven't read the novel and i can't compare them to the two things as the, the like the screen adaptation or whatever but he like you know it's it's sort of cliche you know like the fava beans and ha 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 you know but like the reason that be- cliches become cliches is because they are culturally important like they're mm-hmm. culturally significant mm-hmm. so he is incredibly complex and we do keep finding reasons to talk about Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. so like do we think that comes from Anthony Hopkins in the movie or do we think that comes from the original the uh, you know origin of the character itself i think it becomes popular because of Anthony Hopkins because, you know, Manhunter came out in 86, 87, love somewhere it. in there. Yeah. Love Manhunter. Yeah, TJ and I love Manhunter. And Manhunter. nobody <laughs> saw that movie. There was, there was not really anybody that was, like, clamoring for a Hannibal Lecter, you know, adaptation mm-hmm. of these books. They were airport novels, basically. Right. That a lot of people said were too gross to really get into because they really Because <laughs> they were, like, like the a gore. gorier John Steinbeck novel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> like... You know, like Gene C. Siskel thinks, he kind of thought it was a trashy choice for him to do because it was so gory and exploitative. I don't think that this movie's really that exploitative. I know. But, mm. but you know, I think that was kind Not of that the, way. Uh, the view. Right. Yeah. I think that was the view of it at the time, and the, the gravitas that Anthony Hopkins gives to Hannibal Lecter is so... It was so unique... And no, I don't think anybody was prepared for for what it was going to do, and that mixed with Jonathan Demi's direction, I think, is what was just like it hit it hit the the film industry like a fucking mm-hmm. nuke, and nobody was really prepared. I mean, it's not very many movies win Best Picture almost a year after they came out, right? Because this movie came out in February. And then the following March was when the best pictures were, and people just didn't stop talking mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> and I honestly thought, just because this... it's rated R and it it is like the him being a cannibal, I was expecting it to be gorier than it ended up being. Mm-hmm. It it most of the time is like it's really shying odd. away from even showing you. It's again showing the people's reactions to it more than you seeing it happen like when he goes and bites that guy's face it's very cuts to the guy reacting to it happen rather than seeing him biting it away or whatever you know so it's always it's always or when it's showing the they're looking at the girl's dead body it's again showing jodie foster and her like going through it rather than just showing you the body so i feel like it does Mm -hmm. such a better job than just like here's the gory stuff throughout 
I think there's a vo- a lot of very disturbing imagery in yeah. the movie, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily classify it as gory. I would say probably the goriest shot in the movie is when he sits up in the ambulance face and off. takes the right. Face yeah. off. Well, uh, but I mean that I, even that last. I would like say the guy being hung up like an angel with his guts yeah. out is probably yeah. the worst. I would. I was. Gonna, but that whole is that whole scene. I was gonna point that whole area. <laughs> that whole part of him getting out is like the goriest part of the movie. Yeah. Well, for sure. and and they had. There, I think what it does really well is, I think, playing with that self-awareness of people going in, maybe with the expectation that this is going to be trash, and in having the dread of like seeing that old woman's body in the bathtub oh, in the basement. Yeah. He's yeah. been there for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, is there going to be some kind of struggle, and he's going to try and drown her in old lady juice? Oh, <laughs> like you know, like the dread of that potentially happening is also an effective underlying element of tension which creates mm-hmm. a good uh, good horror good thriller shit mm-hmm. it's like please don't I've go back movie, on that. i've seen this movie several times and i still get so yes. tense when the when in the, the night vision goggles yeah. come yep. on and he's like hovering right in front of her and she she does such a good job of like she can't see mm-hmm. shit <laughs> which i wonder did they film it where she literally couldn't see um i don't, I don't know, know. It, it would make sense for lighting and everything, honestly. Right. Yeah. You know, or like it just had like a spotlight on her. Because more impressive if she literally could see and was acting like that. That's even more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's what I was going to say. I mean, again, this is my first time seeing the movie, but I had read the book. And most so of these, get in, like. Yeah, get into it. What, 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 was, what was, how did you feel? How did you feel, Sam? So most of the crime novels that I, I've read, because I've read a lot of like Bosch and I've read like the joe nesbo the harry hole books like when they make those movies they most of the time <laughs> thank you Andy. <laughs> yeah harry hole yeah <laughs> what i was gonna say what i'm getting getting to the snowman i want to get get to that um is like most of these i gave you all the holes <laughs> is that what that's based on yes yes oh it's, i had no joe idea nesbo. yeah yeah oh, really yeah um, I just know the snowman meme. I had no idea. Michael, it was based on books. Michael Fassbender yeah. plays a guy named Harry Hole. Harry Hole, Harry yeah. Hole. Harry Hole, the he's... snowman. Is this a Chuck Tingle book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blanking on like where these are written, um, but it's in in that language. It's actually pronounced Harry Holy, so he's like Holy, but it's spelled mm. Harry Hole, <laughs> and they, that's how they went. Yeah. With, that's how they went oh. for it in the movie too. So. But what I was going to say is, like, when you do those book adaptions, especially from, like, mystery, like, crime novels, it's pretty direct that they aren't trying to, like, do something different with it, you know? They, like, Mm. follow the same plot points or, like, what happens in the twists and stuff. Um, But there's The Snowman, which follows the exact same thing as the book does, but it's an awful movie. Well, this one follows exactly, so I knew everything that was going to happen because I'd read the book. But it does it way better. It's just it does it in a good way. So Indeed. it just so yeah. I knew it. Like I was like, oh yeah. As it, as she was going into like the storage unit, I was like, oh yeah. She finds that guy's head. Like as it was happening, I was like, because it again it had been uh, we've, we've gone through twenty twenty and that like you guys said the, when I read it was like uh, five thousand years ago. But <laughs> as it was happening, I was like remembering. I was like, oh yeah, this happens and this happens. So but it's just still done really really well. Even though it is a direct adaption from the book. It still doesn't. Yeah. I, I would have to look up if they changed anything. The only thing I couldn't remember when it was happening was him escaping. Because I think for the book, it mainly sticks with her. So I think she hears about it afterwards. You don't get to, uh. like, experience it happening. Like, you hear how he got away, but it doesn't go through mm-hmm. it. Actually, if I, if I remember correctly, that was the only thing that I was, like, shocked when it happened was, like, 
that guy like hanging up and mm-hmm. yeah, but, and then I would consider that a drastic improvement because it's like one of the most metal fucking scenes yeah. in right. the movie. But and then that's the other thing watching this movie like it being such a like culture culturally like like just such a popular movie like knowing knowing that he was like behind the face like I wish I like didn't know that like it would have been such a cool like reveal like oh I uh, didn't I like but I mean they make it pretty <laughs> obvious. Oh but... what the fuck? Oh fuck Matt Damon's in this movie. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that that kind of stuff or like the the famous um Buffalo Bill yeah. that Andy recreated for us before we started recording. Um, <laughs> that scene like uh, has been done in other things, so like I, I like I knew that was happening. So there's a shit. lot of this movie that I was like I've seen years. before. Right, yes, yeah, exactly. You've seen so. Joe Dirt. Yeah, isn't isn't Joe Dirt so much funnier now? Right. Oh yeah, uh, perfect. <laughs> well, I agree with that. I think that you agree that Joe Dirt so is. Many many yeah, this is what I do. about to go into a twenty minute like diatribe about why Joe Dirt is so much better now. Mainly because it's the main movie that has Kid Rock in a in an acting role. Yeah. God. That's what you know. That's what we're lacking in cinema today. Is is there are less parts for kids? Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're, they're, plenty. they're just uh, not. They're they're uh, not a, a good role for him. Give, give <laughs> me one with like like Tim Allen, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, disappointed. <laughs> Can every line be like that? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Just read all their stage directions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Riley. <laughs> what I was yeah. going to say is that I agree that this movie is like full of iconic scenes, like scenes that have been parodied over mm-hmm. and over. There's so much that, like, you know, living in a post world with all the sequels and Hannibal Lecter's been around for 20 years, you know those scenes that you're going mm-hmm. into it. I still think that they're extremely oh, effective yeah. even if you're watching it for like the you know 15th time you know it's an iconic scene but there's a reason it's yeah so and it was great to it's really, experience really those within the movie rather than just like oh i've seen this done other places or seen that clip before like actually experiencing it through the whole yeah. movie was like oh yeah this is i know exactly i know why this is such a like well-known movie and mm-hmm. why it's so great mm-hmm. is because of that and we can go back to my point that I said earlier, and I think I, you know, maybe had a couple, maybe I didn't phrase it the way I meant it, but, like, I feel like this movie is cited as being responsible for a lot of, a lot of movies after it kind of code their villains to be gay or hom- or homosexual or transsexual, mm-hmm. and a lot of it uh, is kind of cited back to this movie kind of being, like, Buffalo Bill is, like, the ultimate mm-hmm. bad. Gay, gay bad has been think... a thing for a long time. But it, like, really ramped up after yeah. this movie. And I feel like the, it was because this was so popular, and, uh, and like I said, a lot of very stupid people. If the movie's so popular, you get a lot of dumb people that watch this movie and take away the wrong things right. from it. And I feel like Hollywood learned the, lo- the wrong lessons from Silence of the Lambs and started doing that. But when you watch this movie, I think it goes out of its way to say... You know, Hannibal Lecter says, he goes, he's not... That's what I was going to bring up. He's like, he specifically says that's not what he is. And so the movie is saying, like, you know, it's not... This isn't all transsexuals are like this. But if somebody watches it who's, you know, transphobic, will go, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're all crazy like this. And I think that's not what this movie is saying. But maybe it just doesn't say it enough to where people just took the wrong lessons Mm -hmm. from it. And that's kind of what what I meant in that and and Jonathan Demi 
learned from the criticism that he heard from this movie and made Philadelphia, which is a heartbreaking movie. Right. Well, Ramon, what what what's your experience with the Silence of the Lambs? I, I hadn't actually seen this too many times, uh, mostly because I. It's funny. My girlfriend was saying that most of her exes uh, like watch this as a like a comfort movie, like it's just on. And I was like, does that say something yeah. wrong about uh, them? Huh. And she's like, yeah. oh, I think so. And I was like, are your exes sociopaths? I was like, uh, I think so. So yeah, I, was yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I don't watch this movie for fun. It's, it's still, you know, I haven't seen it. I've probably seen it twice before this, and it's okay. this is the first mm-hmm. time I've seen it since watching. Uh, both both of my watchings of Hannibal in the last uh, six, seven Ooh. years. So uh-huh. uh, I've definitely had more of an impression of Mads Mikkelsen's Hannibal Lecter on me. For I've definitely spent more time with that. And yeah. I think that is a a more rounded portrayal of the character because of how much time you get to spend with him. But right. this mm-hmm. uh, Anthony uh-huh. Hopkins' performance still stands out on its own. It's still like a, a master... This whole movie is a masterpiece. That performance is a masterpiece. Yeah. It is... If he never did anything again, it'd be a defining role, you know, if just in itself. It is, mm-hmm. this whole movie is like, God, just watching it yesterday, I was like, I knew what was going to happen. I've seen it multiple times, but I just, every time, like, my my eyes would drift down to my phone, I'd check something, I'd hear something on the screen, I'd look back up, my eyes would be glued for another 20 minutes. I'm like, I know what happens, but it just draws you right to it. And it's, it's this thing where the yeah. movie kind of feels, I don't, don't want to say boring, but it's it's bland in a way that makes you pay attention to all it of feels, the it, it like feels forensic. Yeah. Yes, it makes you really pay attention to the details because there's so little else going on, and it is. I, f- I feel like it's this um, combination from Jonathan Demi and all the all the people who worked on the film that he really got him and the producers pulled all these people who were like the top of their game. And put in like he knew exactly what like each person's good at, and they went, "You do this, and you you know leave everyone to their own devices. You get the right fucking crew, and you can make a masterpiece of a movie that like there's not a whole lot that actually happens. You know, it's mostly close ups of people's faces, and it sucks you in for two mm-hmm. hours. You know, it is mm-hmm. it's great. I wanted to thank Sammy for making me well rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, it is, yeah. it is <laughs> excellent. I- Yes. Mm-hmm. I know that like it, there was some controversy when when he won the mm-hmm. the Oscar because he won for best mm-hmm. lead. But they were there was a big argument that he's only in, you know, 20 minutes of screen Fuck, time. Fuck, really? But <laughs> I couldn't even tell you that watching it yesterday. But yeah. That that is literal screen right. time. So that doesn't count, but I think you have to count all the scenes that he's in. So that's taken a stopwatch to every time he's on screen. Right. So all of this, all of the shots where he's talking and it's from the perspective of him at Jodie Foster, they didn't count. Oh, at all. get so fucked. He really is in like 50 minutes sure. of the movie. And even if he wasn't, I would still consider him a lead. In the I was going to say, this is the Hannibal Lecter movie. Like, that's what it's known for being. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't that be like, I mean... Because Jodie Jodie Foster she is won, rightfully right? The lead. Yes, Jodie Foster won for being a lead as well, and she's also a lead. But they're both—I would say—they're both leads: the male lead and the female lead, well, for sure. Has has any actor in history ever been nominated for best actor or actress based on their voice performance by by itself? Because I have to imagine that's probably the criteria that they're talking about. 
is like when they can see yeah. your whole face and mm-hmm. whatever. But that gets into splitting hairs of like, well, you can't see his whole body, so we're not seeing all the Stanislavski work he's doing. So <laughs> that doesn't count. You, you, you numpty. I. Hmm. That, that is a weird. That's a weird thing for the people yeah, to complain about. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's a quibbly bullshit. I think Andy Serkis should have had eight Oscars by now. Yeah, I agree. And with I'm that. mad. I and agree. I'm mad about it. And I want yes. to talk about it. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, TJ. <laughs> you know, this this is a movie where, in the, the you know when it's so close up in the shots, you sometimes like when you when you see a lot of movies you understand that a lot of times when they do that it's not the other person on the other side they're just having the lines read to them or they're doing it later or something like that to get a reaction shot but this is a movie where like legitimately when you see the other person talking and you're not seeing them they are talking to each other and you're getting mm-hmm. their actual reactions so mm-hmm. i know there's yeah. there's a, the bit mm-hmm. where anthony hopkins uh mimics jody foster's accent and like that was oh, improvised. Yes. And so oh, when wow. they're looking at mm-hmm. her face, that is her actual reaction, and she had no idea that was going to happen. Was and your so, father like, a the... coal miner? Did he reek of the lamp? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what you looked like to me with your with your cheap shoes and your perfume. You look like a rube. Like a rube. Oh and God! I, I love I love those scenes when he does that because it's like he so gleefully just can't help himself, it's, right? Of just like digging, especially the scene with uh, the senator where he's like he's he's working with uh-huh. them. He's very nice, and then he's just like he just cannot help himself, <laughs> and he just has to dig toughen, anywhere about fucking toughened your nipples, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? But at the same time, like you can tell, like how easily he can get into people's minds, like how everyone is, like how they treat oh. him, like the Barney guy who is like spent uh-huh. eight years with him treats him very nicely and even those two cops the two cops Mm -hmm. that that are giving him food just for that short amount of time are like he's like hey be careful with my Mm -hmm. art and they actually take the time to roll up his art and take care of it because he gets in their head so quickly and they're like care not like care about him but you know like are nice to him because of how he's able he's an older man he's got a nice british accent and he talks like a refined man which right. is like it's great for this movie when you then have the camera focused on other people as he just unleashes into a tirade of like vulgarities because right. you don't like it takes people by surprise and so um, it's like it's a perfect reaction also, shot movie for that yeah i re- i really like when when he gets out when he's when he undoes the um his handcuffs mm-hmm. and locks it on the other guy how quickly that escalates because the guy gets he gets handcuffed to the bars and he's kind of like oh shit come on come on get him and like within the next five seconds he is fucking like ah, the guy's yeah. the guy screaming the guy. Yeah. it's like he goes from like zero to a hundred yes. well <laughs> and and without getting too deeply into the point or whatever but like specifically that part where uh where he's kind of probing for weakness a little bit or whatever when he's talking about uh Jack Crawford with yeah him. and this is a person he doesn't know like he's never interacted with i don't think i mean he's I think, you know he's I aware think Crawford of, has come to talk to him, maybe to talk yeah to him. like i think he's you know more known for like oh crawford keeps sending these these People blunt are, instruments yeah. to come and try and, and yeah, deal yeah. with me but you know going like do you think he imagines fantasies scenarios fucking you like that that deliberate that yes. deliberate use of vulgarity or whatever right. is because like that's a shock to the system right uh-huh. after like an already uncomfortable question that he's leading into and it's more of like Which... that last little like pick like uh, <laughs> of uh, you know trying to get in there or whatever yeah it's it's he's horrifying Same. yeah i read that in the book there is more of like a sexual attraction between um clarice and 
Jack. See, that's what I like. There's more of a and I, 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 it's been too long for me to remember, but that's I wanted to bring that up with you guys about how did Jack Crawford make you guys feel in this movie because he creeped me out, and I don't know if it was just it was that like the close ups stacked on top of how or what Hannibal says about him that just made me like kind of just like uncomfortable with him as how he treated her. Yeah, as the audience, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable like her as mm-hmm. as far okay. as, like, it's already a weird position where he's being, like, very paternalistic with her all the time as, mm-hmm. like, a, like, a, like, a fledgling female FBI agent, you know, who already has to encounter a lot of barriers because of her gender mm-hmm. along the way. And uh-huh. on top of that, but, like, it's supposed the... to give you as the audience perspective, like, that seed of doubt that has been planted in her mind is going to live with her forever after mm-hmm. that going like does right. he really mm-hmm. want to fuck me yeah. like you're like i didn't even really think about that too that hard just, before yeah, it totally gives, like, guy told me fuck like when she gets when she gets the like the she gets graduates or whatever and that like just the yep. he like nods yep. at her afterwards i'm like what does that mean what is and then the handshake yeah, i was like what does that mean starchy handshake yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it literally plants the seed for sure because he got her fucking head and he lives there forever now yeah I think that's one of the things that Demi brings to the movie that's really good is like one of the overarching themes that this movie is about is how what she has to deal with as a female in right. the workplace in a male dominated profession mm-hmm. and how how do the the whole movie is about power dynamics mm-hmm. I mean down to the well that's the whole reason right. she got sent down how, there in the who, first place or whatever is well is because right. she's supposed to be unassuming or whatever. You know, the girl like oh we're gonna we're gonna dangle a pretty girl in front of him and see if that'll do it yeah you know, like it's it's so and like pedestrian and dumb and cynical every every person she encounters there is some sort of like quick look or glance that tells you like what they think about mm-hmm. her and everything that she has to do when she goes and talks to the creepy bug guy oh the creepy oh, bug yeah. guy she's like are you hitting on me on and he's like oh, yeah and he's like yes you like beer and cheeseburger <laughs> or Easy when lurch. they go to the funeral and it's like there's there's it's 15 cops and like 15 cops that are larger than her and all like assume like what the hell is she doing yeah. physically blocking her from getting to the body and then crawford says uh-huh. that like we need to talk about this privately because we're in front of a lady kind of thing like he even yep. like says that to get out patronizing so it's like, yeah yep, yeah it, that's the paternalism and she reams mm-hmm. and she kind of reams him for right? it later yeah yeah 100 percent. but god damn it jack crawford is such a good fbi man name mm-hmm. if we can <laughs> if we can jack oh, crawford fbi god damn yeah oh, you are oh, yeah you are <laughs> yes yes you fucking are <laughs> Well, and that guy, I forget, because I want... What was that stupid fucking Zack Snyder movie that I really liked? Uh, oh, Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch. Sucker Punch? Yeah, yeah. he's in that. Well, yeah, and he's, he's the best yeah. part of that, in my opinion. Like, he absolutely... Oh, the he's one, the old one-liners? Yeah. yeah, it's just like, oh, don't well, write I, a check I, with I, your mouth, you can't cash with your ass. And then man, he's, he's like, really young you know, in this. drop down into World War One or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. He's also oh, in I, didn't, uh, I just made that connection. I was like, he's so old. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the blind stick. Oh fucking, he get... he's in uh, yeah. he's in fucking uh, Castle Rock. Oh, is, oh, is he? he? That's oh, yeah, yes, he is. he's that. great. He's great. I like Castle Rock a lot, actually. And as a big Stephen King guy, Me I think you would dig it because yeah. it's sort of, I think See, it's probably the, one of the more tasteful amalgams of his stuff. The problem is that me being a com- completionist, I won't touch it till I've read every single one of his books. That's so dumb. <laughs> You'll never You're catch no. it. I know I will. You're never going to yeah. catch every reference. I know. That's my, that's my own. It's not worth that, it either. My own demons I got to deal with. 
God. But what if I don't get one little thing, TJ? What if there's one little reference that I don't understand? This is the same thing with you depriving yourself of listening to the new Bond song, which is like capital F fine. And you're just (laughs) like depriving yourself of a mediocre thing on purpose. Because I want to have the the full experience. I think that's different. That's having a full experience of seeing the movie. That's different than trying to understand every little thing that's in a movie. Yeah, okay, okay. Maybe a false comparison for this other stupid thing you're doing. Yeah, but they're both stupid things that I'm doing. You're 100% right on that. Okay. I have my problems, for sure. I do want to talk about the grossest thing in this movie. So there's okay. the butterflies. I would say butterflies number two. Those butterflies, yeah. gross. Those moths. Really? Number one, Mills shooting his shot. That is the grossest thing oh, in this. Oh, or what is it? Migs. Migs, Migs, that's Migs. right. Migs shooting his shot was the. I just that came out of left field for me, and I was like, blood. Oh, I forgot that, was that awful. happened, and oh. I was like, oh, we get into this Han- five minutes in, huh? <laughs> I mean, Hannibal fucking kills him. Right. For yeah, that's true. So makes him swallow his own tongue. Yeah. I mean, you know what? He was rude. He yeah. was. I'm. I'm yeah. kind of like Team Hannibal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not gonna it's do it, and then be. that happens, and he feels bad, and he's like, "All right." It's kind of like ask for some basic fucking decorum. Just like, just don't he's act got like a an set animal. Of rules, and he lives. He's by the, them. he's, yeah, the, he's like, got a code. I respect that. He yeah. set up like the Dexter, where like de- where he's like a serial killer because he kills bad not people, kind of a thing. Like, dumb, though. <laughs> like he kills. Is that like the main thing of? The Hannibal TV show is that they're they're catching bad guys, right? They're catching. Uh, mm, yes and no. Well, um, it's it's more like Will Graham like uh, playing a, a real real fun game of uh, of denial uh, while he's <laughs> he's like he's trying not to look at the man behind the curtain while he's using the, the help from this person to catch these other bad people, right? But knowing also, pretty full well that he's also eating people. There, there's also <laughs> bits where like as Hannibal as like his urges ramp up higher and higher. He just starts, like, he's got a catalog of everyone who has ever been, like, rude to him. They're, like, their business cards or whatever. And whenever, mm-hmm. like, he just starts, like, pulling them out of a Rolodex and be like, what am I making today? And it's, like, someone who wrongs Oh, this dry like, cleaner. Doc- <laughs> yeah, dry cleaner, doctor. Okay. just, like, anyone who's <laughs> I, ever rude, he'll kill him. But, yeah, originally, it's, like, well, they're yeah, other that, killers. That's that's right. The um, the very beginning of Red Dragon is the, the, the flute player plays out of tune and he kills mm-hmm. him because of it and eats and yep, serves him to, and serves serves him to the other people because of that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's metal. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It seems like it seems like this movie the Silence of the Lambs is very less concerned with, like, the fact that he eats people than every other Hannibal Lecter thing. Because it seems like every other Hannibal Lecter thing is, like, that's his main thing, is he he eats he people eats. like they're a fucking right. dish. He cooks and serves and eats people. He makes fucking Ray Liotta eat his well, own way. Like, is the best part of that. You know? Arguably, uh, like, like I was saying earlier, that's probably the least interesting part of Hannibal the character, because yeah. anyone can eat right. someone else, but he literally does, like, a, like a checklist of amazing Whoa, things. Anybody could, Raymond? You could I mean, just you have somebody else? The you have the potential, yes. <laughs> okay, you right. have you can, I know, I was, just, I was just trying to get Raymond but to admit something. You just woke you just awoke something insane. <laughs> Whoa, you're you telling mean, me I you mean can? Anybody could? <laughs> I could live yeah. my American dream? <laughs> my white picket fence is just eating other people? Is that, what, is that what you're telling me, Sammy? That's all that was stopping me was I just needed Raymond's confirmation. Wow, you just needed permission. Over the phone? Look, look what you just fucking did, Raymond. God damn it. Look what I've done. 
Now I just gotta go through who wrongs uh, who has wronged me. Hmm. Three people well, sitting right in front listen, of me. Listen, how many serial killers have hours of backlog of podcast material to dig through for, for documentaries? There we go. Oh, yeah, right? There's gonna be a lot to go through. I'm gonna say zero. It's There's, gonna start I, off with like they knew right away. It was, I can't it wait was obvious the, he, from the beginning. I can't wait for the first like self really serial women. killer that like records a bunch of backlogs about like their childhood and shit just in preparation for the podcast that's imminent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> after their sentencing you know like yeah that'd be yeah. that'd be kind of nice if they took some steps and he like sh- he shit. like shouts out the podcast he wants like this oh this can only be used for this podcast like i want i want to appear on this podcast you know your image releases signed in advance <laughs> yeah good yeah i became a serial killer for so I could sell my <laughs> that'd be a fun elevator pitch. Sell my yeah, yeah. sell my likeness. Yeah, like oh oh. So what's uh you know what's what's your idea? What's your gig? It's just like oh well, I already have like a bunch of backlog work for an HBO doc about my killing spree that I haven't done yet. And then <laughs> it's like huh oh cool. <laughs> we'll log that away. Right. I'm I'm listening. I'm I you know walk and talk. Content uh, content baby. So, yeah yeah hell yeah. <laughs> we were we were talking about this movie winning best mm-hmm. picture. And I, I looked up what what it was up mm. against in a little okay. bit, and it's it's what, kind of interesting. What year? What ninety uh, ninety one? Okay. And so it was the ninety two Oscars. Right. And um, the Prince of Tides, the Barbara. Uh, Nick Nolte, thank you very film. much. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, Bugsy. Oh sure. what the fuck, really? <laughs> yeah, with Warren Beatty. JF. Yeah. That's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad JFK, time for Warren Beatty. Which was, which, like, uh, on all accounts, kind of got, like, kicked out of the race because Oliver Stone is It's crazy. Oliver Stone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's a very controversial man. Yeah. I think JFK is a good Well, movie, sure. Yeah, when your director goes also... and hangs out with, like, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, like, yeah, like, probably, <laughs> he's not going to be super popular in Western media anyway. <laughs> right. But... And and so it was down to the last two that were the real race was between the Silence of the Lambs and Beauty and the Beast. Wow! Oh, wow. Fuck. Pe- pe- people thought it was going to be one of those two, and essentially they were like, uh, Beauty and the Beast got awarded for just being nominated. Like that was its big. <laughs> and that was and this, so but obviously they, before they, animated was the, a category. There was no animated no, category. Yeah. Yet. So it That's... was like the fact that that it got. I mean, that is my I think the best Disney movie. Hell yeah, Belle's the best. But. Yeah, but I it, the, it's funny that like the it was down to the the Silence of the Lambs and Beauty and the how Beast. different yeah. those two movies are. Why is the two different. ones we brought up so Braveheart and then this one is like two like super serious movies and then family children movies are what they're up against like that's it's the yin and the yang <laughs> baby yeah <laughs> this picture covers every category bitch that's true you're not wrong <laughs> they gotta demonstrate they gotta they gotta but they now gotta now an animated movie couldn't be up for best picture because there's an animated category right mm-hmm. oh because toy story, maybe toy story 3 used to what i was gonna say it could be in both right because toy story Fans. 3 was yeah um, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse should have been well, right. Yeah. I can't comment on that. Um, you can't. I don't care. Oh, um, <laughs> oh fuck you! Wow. But, uh, but uh, this. this... <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, I'm with Raymond on this one. That movie's too good for you to. Ignore. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's great, uh, but you could uh, be sure if you watched it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I could be 100% I mean, sure. We, there, but, if there's know. only some medium where we could force you to watch it, <laughs> if only. Yeah, yeah. Join us next week where we where we ex-nay TJ's uh, we, we decide to watch Spider-Verse. Poor TJ's wow. been thinking yeah. about his pick for like the past like three weeks trying to figure out what he's going to pick, and we just say, nope, <laughs> Spider-Verse. Being like an active Mel Gibson apologist didn't get me in free speech jail, but this fucking shit is? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look who you're talking to. Boo, I say. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, my history with this fucking movie goes back a long time. Yeah. Uh, with with old Silence of the Lambs, it's one of my mom's favorite movies, mm. actually. Which is like a like part of I guess sort of the the insight into like the the suburban housewife true crime obsession thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like she was she was into this. Like like my. Uh, I think I remember. Yeah, no, her and my dad's first date was going to see Manhunter. Nice. Cool. <laughs> and uh, scared the piss out of her. <laughs> yeah exactly and uh but like i remember when i was like i think i was like 13 or 14 when i saw silence and lambs and like watching anthony hopkins in that like made him like a sort of an indelible impression in my head as to like what a capital g capital a good actor is yeah. like that like and that is not a terrible metric to measure by honestly as far as like looking at his his corpus of work and just his like his process and everything like i don't know like the ins and outs of of like how he approaches a character or how he sits mm-hmm. down with a script or uh-huh. anything but it's so uh-huh. it's so what you you speak i read i read some <laughs> he's highlight he highlights things the... we know that yeah <laughs> no, that's what he does now. <laughs> allegedly how he used to get into character was first of all he would read the script the entire script like 200 times he would be off book like to a t like a month before they started filming fucking consummate profession and then what and then what he would do apparently is he would have somebody take a polaroid picture of his character and then he would sit and stare at it for like an hour before filming just stare at it and he would just stare at it and do like breathing exercises and then he would just go whoop and he would be At least he's oh, not like a method actor, and he didn't like eat people to get ready for this. Uh, yeah, if only we had Jared Leto. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, Jared Leto <laughs> level of him getting ready for this. Daniel Day Lewis goes to culinary <laughs> oh, school to prepare. Him for the <laughs> <laughs> I think it would becomes an actual psychiatrist. Have... <laughs> <laughs> it takes eight it years would, to prepare for the role. It would be an. It would be an issue of national security if they decided to do a reboot and cast Jared Leto as Hannibal <laughs> yeah. Lecter. He would he would go to <laughs> he would he would he would actually yeah. have to eat someone. It'd be horrible. Um, but yeah, as far as like the one scene in particular, like that introductory scene with him and Clarice, it, where you see that though how the power shifts throughout the whole thing through the camera work which Mm -hmm. is where i think the argument for cinematography is definitely there Mm -hmm. because the way that it plays like with an equal playing field at first they you know i don't know you you don't know me and his his intention as an actor as like the base of his character in broad strokes who is he and what does he want and he's a predator and he wants to get inside your head to get exactly what he wants out of that which is freedom he wants to try and use any single tool around him in any way that he can to get the fuck out of there (laughs) and so immediately he starts probing for a way in you know like oh do you have a pen i hate pencils you know like can i can i have this one little favor it's like a fucking vampire trying to get invited inside yeah you know like and that's the whole the 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 chess game that's going back and forth Mm -hmm. of like 
there's never any illusion about the fact that he's the cat and she's the mouse. Mm-hmm. And and the the whole fact that she survives at the end of this thing is a, is a testament to her fucking in, incredible nature as an exceptional mouse. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. but there's never any bones about that. It's, there's never a shift to where it's like, oh, well, I'm the predator now, big boy. It's like the, the whole, because he's not the main bad guy in this, you know, mm-hmm. because he is tangential to the Buffalo Bill being the main bad guy in this, your 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 BBEG in 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 your in your DD campaign here, uh, because he's a peripheral evil. You get to just focus on the shit that's most interesting, which is him trying to get the fuck out of there mm-hmm. with and and let her think that she's gotten one over on him. Like, oh man, gotcha. You, oh man, oh darn it! I guess I don't get a pass go, and I don't get to collect two hundred dollars. Shucks, Clarice, you sure got me. And then, like, if mm-hmm. not fifteen minutes later, eating a man's face. Like <laughs> yeah. he gave gave just enough every time. Gave just enough to maneuver him here, to maneuver him here, to maneuver him here, to move these people here, to where he's got the little thing in his mouth and is asked for his second round of lamb chops and Chopin nocturnes are playing, which, by the fucking way, my roommate plays piano and he's got a couple pieces committed to memory, one of which is that Chopin nocturne, which <laughs> completely bowled me over because I'm just sitting here, sweet little old TJ reading Dune in his room one day, and all of a sudden I hear this fucking shit coming out of the living room and I'm like fearing for my mortal coil. Jump up the window. <laughs> this goddamn movie. And Stop uh, looking around for those extra rare lamb chops. Oh man. But like but, Dr. Lecter just walks in. Son of a bitch wanted a second helping. Lamb chops. But uh he uh, but yeah, the 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 mastery in that like the even how like he's sort of playing the light off his eyes, you know, mm-hmm. to like sort of look more like luminous like a fucking coyote. Oh, it's almost like like Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that's very very deliberate you know, sort of, 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 of candor and, and attitude and, and body positioning and, and everything else is so subtle and so masterful through the whole Even thing. In the, the scene where they wheel him out and he's got that, the great iconic mask mm-hmm. on. He's only face. can act with his eyes. It, That's but it. they're just, they're darting mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. time and he's not blinking. Mm-hmm. They're just like, he's just looking for every single detail on how can I use this to well, get the Well, and his little eyebrow raise on, Love your shoes. Love your suit. I love your suit. Yeah. yeah. Love your suit. Yeah. You know, and that little, the funny little way that he talks to, like, when he's no longer a refined British man. Mm-hmm. He's sleazy. It's sleazy. You want to buy a watch, man. Yeah. Love your suit. <laughs> so good. So good. It's fantastic. Good movie. Good. And good movie. Well, now, now I can sleep without hearing the screaming of the lambs when I go to sleep because I've finally seen this movie. <laughs> but now you'll never listen to Tom Petty the same way ever again. You're right. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Or help another human being ever. That's my that's my yeah, main that's, takeaway. That's exactly what Kenzie said. She was people. like, that's what you get for helping someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. <laughs> so I, you about a size I, 13. I, <laughs> I love... Her performance in that scene, because you can you can tell that she's she's like this is a bad idea. You can tell that she's like she's not normally that you know in a movie like this they'd be like oh yeah let me help you or something like that. It's like no you can tell that she knows this is a bad idea, but she's given the guy just like she's like okay I'm gonna give him the benefit of a doubt, and then it's like exactly what you're fearing is gonna and, happen. And it's like every time happens. fucking Buffalo Bill opens her open his opens his mouth to say something, 
She's like, uh huh. Terrifying. Uh huh. Like you can hear like the hesitation, and she's like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." Every yeah, time uh-huh. he says something, <laughs> he almost had like it himself. She should have just yeah. let him. He almost did it himself. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> in 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 a in a in a critical in a critical way, of of uh, you know because Buffalo Bill the character is the main point bone of contention for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is it does sort of feel. In broad strokes, if you were gonna, if I if I was gonna play devil's advocate and say this movie sucks, and I was I was gonna point to one reason, it's because Buffalo Bill as an archetype for like a, for for a maniac killer or whatever does sort of feel like uh, like a teenage boy who's looked at some you know compilation of horrible murders or whatever and gone like, oh okay, let's see, uh, talks funny, uh, probably wet the bed. Uh, you know, like, you know, like whatever, whatever shit you gotta go to, like, of course he kills women to make a suit out of them, you know, like, of, of like and, the amalgam of like weird guy in a trench coat to, to, to yeah. get that. I think part of that comes because they used like main parts from several different real life serial killers to, to influence sure. Buffalo. Right. So like, like a lot of the things he does are like famous stories about real serial killers who did that sort of thing. Mm. That's why... Like that, who were into that sort of shit. It, it just made me think of like Mindhunter, the the, t- the TV show or the oh, Netflix yeah, show, like, like just getting like Jerry into Brudos. Yeah, the, like the getting into the mind of the killer is. Yeah, that would, yeah, it made me think mm-hmm. of that. A hundred percent. I I think there's uh, probably honestly some undeniable influence. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. From, from this on that. Oh yeah. For sure. As far as like how you do an interview scene and right. and convey changing power dynamics. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, man. Great and movie. I love those fucking dramatic zooms, like when yeah. they when they go to the wrong house oh, yeah. and that zoom on Jack Crawford's face. Son of a That's bitch. such a good reveal too, because like the the doorbell is ringing, so you're like it makes it look like it's him ringing the doorbell, and you're like, oh yeah, oh, oh uh-huh. it's so good, it's a good. Oh goddamn it, a good reveal. Fuck. Another reason why the editing in this movie should have at least been right. I need to I need to find the fucking movie. gif of that. That zoom on Jack Crawford's face because that's gonna be a frequent flyer. <laughs> I love the the f- quote unquote flower box that that guy pulls out. That's obviously a gun. It's so big. <laughs> it's so like here's your flowers. Like this huge box. <laughs> that always just reminds me of uh, the 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 guest when Lance Reddick is oh, yeah. is sort of like prancing around in tactical gear and with like high high knees like going 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 and sneaking around corners and I can't take it remotely seriously cuz that movie's really fucking dumb. Whoa. The guest Whoa. Is- oh, I I made my feelings on that movie abundantly clear when we did the episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the guest is great. No. Not smart. Great. <laughs> it's not not smart but great. That's yeah. good. <laughs> The last scene that I will talk about that I really, really like is when Clarice, when when she goes down into the basement and she's trying to track him down and she's talking to, um, I cannot remember her name, but the gal that's in the, uh-huh. in the yeah, pit. Senator's daughter. She, yes, and she's like, it's okay, I found you, and that <laughs> the girl's reaction is, no, fuck you, <laughs> get me yeah. out of here. I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm going to come back, yeah. and she's like, you don't, you bitch. No, <laughs> get me out of here, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be down here with me in point two fucking seconds. Stay here. I almost got worried that I was gonna have to say this movie was awful because she, I thought she was gonna kill that dog. I almost had to just say this movie's bad, but dog makes it. Good movie. Check that box. Check that box. Good movie. Dog made it. Put, 
poor Precious has probably eaten human meat. So Ugh. that is a fat dog. <laughs> wow! You don't get don't that. shame you, Precious you don't get over that here. From, wow. from yeah, body shaming. <laughs> poor I don't Precious. Sorry, Precious. Yeah, she's perfect. You shut up. I also love that she was just like, this is my dog now. You can tell she's never letting go of that dog. <laughs> that Nothing like never. a living reminder of the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to me. Right, that's my thought. I was like, I would not want that around. Also, Andy, I like that you shame Precious for eating human meat, but not Hannibal. Hannibal, it's fine. Hannibal's but not all, fat. <laughs> oh, okay. He does yeah. it well. He does it. He, <laughs> he also prepares it. Though. Okay. Yeah. So it's He's okay. Presentation. Oh, yeah, he dog. respects it. Another yeah, confirmation eating, for me eating, that it's okay. Shishimis. It's yeah, okay to eat human like meat it. as long as I pre- <laughs> if I prepare it correctly. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Respect the meat. <laughs> I'll have to have Raymond help me make some good recipes for it then. Oh, I got you covered. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I got Man, the joy tar, tar. Joy Child. We got it. <laughs> and we're starting with Andy. Oh no! I, I, hear, I hear Morty back there crying out there. He must have developed the test taste for flesh. Oh no! Yeah. This conversation has got him all riled. He wants human. Oh no! God damn! Also, uh, uh, fucking. He's gonna start talking to me in Buffalo. <laughs> God. I will say sidebar also another uh, fat lady. fucking uh, phenomenal <laughs> performance from uh, Dr. Chilton. Uh, yeah. Who is, is, yes. is fantastic yeah. in this movie. God, you immediately hate the, him. You immediately well, hate him. <laughs> well, and he's sort of like uh, like a, 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 a depiction of a like a less subtle like vampiric presence or like he's 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 mm-hmm. also an exploiter like he all he wants to do is get he's, famous and write a book maybe or whatever yeah. off, mm-hmm. of, off, off his he bullshit. represents everything that hannibal absolutely hates the most and it kills him that he's the one that is i love him. when he gets mm-hmm. off the plane at the end and he's like looking everywhere he's like well, i have security right and he's looking like trying to see you and he's walking right behind him the whole time it's like got him you gonna dr mingley you oh oh morty's all coming in. with a with a wig like that, no one's gonna no one's gonna be able to clock. No him. one's gonna catch him. No, Mm-mm. no way. I'm loving it. Great movie, awesome yeah. movie, good times. So I, I talked about yeah. way back when we when I talked about Red Dragon. I, I want to do the whole um, Rogue One into New Hope with Red Dragon into Silence of the Lambs because si- Red Dragon literally ends with him like there's a. There's an FBI lady coming to see you named Clarice, and the movie ends. Then mm. you could just immediately put in Silence of the Lambs and just start right and keep going. I, <laughs> I really like that movie. It's, TJ, you seem like that movie. And both of you seem like that movie's not that good. I really liked it. No, I it's love okay. Red Dragon. I don't like watching them in sequence. Oh, I, I see. I don't, I don't think you gain anything from that. Uh, it, gotcha. Except for yeah. the fact that it's very fucking jarring. <laughs> yeah, Cause Ridley Scott. Because yeah. Anthony Hopkins is supposed to be ten well, years no, younger. Well, no, it's watching them all in a row because it's just like, holy shit, this has been fifteen years. Oh, okay. <laughs> Red Dragon is not Ridley Scott. Mm-mm. Red Dragon is Brett Ratner. Oh, oh really? it is, isn't it? Yeah, Ridley Scott. It, oh, that's yeah. I misremembered. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I knew Ridley Scott did one of them. It's like the best thing Brett Ratner has ever touched. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I really I, like it. Ralph Raytheon's finds however you say it. So Rafe. good in that movie. So good. And then it's got our good boy Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yes. So burns yes, burns up and there's two yeah, crisp. Yeah. He's Freddie Lyons. Very yeah. Solid, solid, solid performances pretty much all around in that movie. I don't hate and I like it. it. I just love Manhunter. So I'm like, if you're going to get so one, you'll have, yeah. to, I'd watch you'll have to show one. me that one so I can make comparisons. Because, yeah, I've only seen Red Dragon. Manhunter's cool because it's Brian Cox. 
that plays right. Hannibal Lecter yeah. in that, and he's a badass. He's mm-hmm. great. And fucking William Peterson is yeah, Will Graham. Will Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, it, you a, know, young, a young Grissom. You you trade off getting, Hannah, uh, you know, getting Anthony Hopkins' performance, but that, like, everyone else is, you know, excellent. It's an excellent, Manhunter's an excellent portrayal, I think, of the well, Red Dragon story. And it, yeah. I think, it, like, Anthony Hopkins is great in Red Dragon, but it's, like, the, the time difference between the two things definitely, like, yeah. is like, I don't know, why would you do You're this You're supposed now? to be younger, but it's been ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Well, and, like, also the... Um, I think the line for line comparison is for, as far I think this is some of the only ground that they actually directly tread mm-hmm. over is that scene where he's uh, on the phone calling the library mm-hmm. to acquire some kind of awful bit of information that he's going to use to try and kill Will or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they both have that line like you know like oh could you help me out with this I'll dance with you at your wedding mm-hmm. like like that's like the the sweet <laughs> silver tongued luciferian magic that they can work over the fucking phone they can get into mm-hmm. your brain and get what they want out of you and then break your neck and cast you to the side <laughs> like it's he's it's horrifying but both of them were really i think effective at conveying that but i think Brian mm-hmm. Cox like even in the way that they did the makeup and that play it up to make him look more like vampiric like sure. he's pale and has like red lips or whatever mm-hmm. so he's yeah they, he definitely they play looks that more a more. character and less a real person right <laughs> yeah. i still got that vibe a little bit from anthony hopkins like and even that guy makes that comment inside slams he like leans over to her in the elevator and he's like is he a vampire like he, he like asks her in the elevator like they say he's a vampire yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Well, and that's supposed Especially to sort of also scene. make fun of, like, her dad in a way. Because it's like, he's uh-huh. he's this unwashed rube going like, oh, does he really suck the blood out of people? <laughs> like, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. no, father. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> And I think especially in that scene, he looks very vampiric because it's the all white. That's when he's yeah. in the all white costume. Right. Very clinical. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the blood all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, scary! Colleen Atwood was, was like her big break, <laughs> famous costume designer. Has, has there been a, like a, a shot-for-shot comparison of him like feeling the Chopin and uh, Tom Hanks feeling the opera in Philadelphia? Is that the <laughs> same? Is, is that, Very similar. Is that the same angle. Oh no! <laughs> I think oh, so. No. Oh, oh no! <laughs> like, well, it's not worked once. Do it a second. Imagine, <laughs> yeah, imagine right. the parallel universe where those roles have been swapped. Oh. <laughs> Tom oh Hanks God. is Hannibal Lecter and Anthony Hopkins is Tom Hanks' character in Philadelphia. If Tom Hanks <laughs> could have sold shit. it, it would be like the best movie of all time. But <laughs> at that horrifying. point, I don't think he could have. No, probably not. <laughs> I want to see that so badly now. <laughs> <laughs> the Iowan Incubus, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> the Midwestern Monstrosity. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Husker Horror. <laughs> I'm I'm making a lot of assumptions about where Tom Hanks is from. I assume that he's from some bumfuck place in the Midwest. I don't I don't I, think, I don't right. think that's true. He's probably actually from the East Coast. I can confirm this, but I don't care to. Yeah, right. Why not? Why why would you do that? <laughs> I love this I prefer to speculate. Actually, yeah. I think he's from specifically Rhode Island. There we go. That's what No, I'm he's saying. from Philadelphia. We've already no. established. It's now. No. Brayman, don't ruin this. Andy, don't. 
Oh, oh don't. I got some bad Uh-oh. news for <laughs> I knew this information already. I just he's from damn Australia. It. He's not even from this country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's from he's from Concord, California. Uh, California. Uh, all your jokes he are just, ruined, TJ. He's just so he's got that Midwestern <laughs> wholesome vibe. He does. That's why he's a star. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's America's dad. It has been since the burbs for some fucking reason. <laughs> Never gonna stop. I've talked okay I've talked about timeless Tom Hanks. I don't need to get into it again. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that we're making our way through spooky. We are. We've got two more two more scary movies. I've yet to, to be yeah. really spooked yet. For next no, we mm. haven't. Because what is it's me, isn't it? Yep. It's you. Are you, are you yeah, really gonna yeah. spoop us this time? I don't know. I'm 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 still I'm still in in the, in the throes of indecision here whether I'm gonna like like do a hate fuck episode or not. I don't know. <laughs> See, I think the problem is that I'm the only thing that really spooks me is ghosts. I think that's the only one that really gets me. Watch a ghost. Well, I'm not so trying to go like, oh, yeah. I want to get them really good. Yeah. And, like I like, oh man, I want someone that really eats at them psychologically, <laughs> and, you know, for very personal reasons. Like that, yeah, so. uh, that. That's not my style. Okay, good. I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> that's more of personal interactions that I'll do that. No, oh, yeah, not yeah. through not through episode selection. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if anybody out there has a has a a recommendation for what we should end Spooptober on, there's a couple ways you can get in touch with us. You can uh, send us a tweet over on Twitter at nsaotpod, mm-hmm. or you can send us an email at neverseenanyofthispod at gmail dot com. Or you can go over to our Facebook page and check it out. That's our free Patreon, as we like to call it, because that's where we drop our episodes. Free yep. Patreon. Free Patreon. Just free for Patreon. you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I think that's it for this week's episode of Never Seen Any of Yeah, this. thanks for letting me uh, watch that movie, since I was the only one that hadn't seen it. So, oh. thank you. It's a <laughs> always a pleasure. I'm, I'm always happy. beauty. Yeah. I will be back next week with another episode and another entry in Spooktober. But until then, I uh, we will just say bye. Bye. I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um.